Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed. Walk out of the middle class. Become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book? The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This book is free 99. Yes, you heard me. Free 99. Okay? <laughs> All you for free. Yes. Free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life changer. I'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire. Yes, we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet. Woo! I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody need to know that, girl. <laughs> you don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom, and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this morning's sales training Glad to have everyone on. Always glad to see you all on the call. Very happy to have you all. We're going to have a great call on this morning. I'm very excited. Very excited because on this morning, I get to do an interview with a master salesman. I know last week we talked about the characteristics of a master salesperson, and you all had some great feedback on your thoughts uh, and your questions about sales. And so today, I have the privilege of interviewing a master salesperson, a master salesman, going to be specific, master salesman. And this gentleman is no stranger to us all. This gentleman is the CEO of the ATSJR company. This gentleman has taught me everything I know about sales. And all things sales and is continuing to teach me. And I'm continuing to learn because once you stop learning, you don't know anything. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have the privilege and the honor of interviewing today Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. Woo! Woo! Just want to clap. All right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Now, we are just going to get started and go for, go for what we know. First off, I will say good morning, sir. How are you? I'm swell. Thank you very much. All right. Well, here we go. Just want to jump right in like we always do. Mr. Smith, how did you become a master salesman? Okay, do I get to – how do you want me to answer these questions? you want me to – what's your agenda here? Are you – you want me to answer them or you want me to 
Antonio Smith answer that? You always know it's the latter. I want you to be be you so that you can teach us. All right, gotcha. I was broke as hell. All right. That's 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 the real answer. I don't I don't know. There is no other answer. I was you might wanna split these up or something, you know, and write the questions down so people can go back and answer them because I have very detailed answers for every whatever questions. I don't know what questions you're going to ask. I was super broke. I need y'all to pay attention to that. And what really worked out for me was I didn't come from a culture of help or being able to get help from a bank. That's not where I come from. That helped too. Because when you, when you, when you, if you can go to your church and get a loan, or if you can go to a bank and get a loan, it kind of stops you from being great at sales. Am I making sense here? Because I was, I was looking for stronger reactions. I mean, if you, if, if you can get help, it hurts your ability to sell. If you're looking for venture capitalists, you're probably not a good salesperson. Is this helping you in your your your, your quest? Yes. All right. Now, are you going to ask me questions? Are you going to free flow? Or do you just want to? You got you got like a. I know you got a bunch of questions. Yes. Are you going to get questions from what I'm saying too? Oh, or, sure. All right. All right. So I'm I've answered thus far, but I'm going to repeat that. I became a master salesperson, which is totally crazy to even think of. Because I was broke, it was a necessity, and I didn't have an option but to sell. I didn't I didn't come from a place of loans or going to a church and get a no interest or a low interest loan. No one taught me about credit. I just I just don't come from the place where you went to a bank and asked for you know, a couple of thousand dollars. Actually, I come from a place where a couple of thousand dollars is a couple of million. You understand? Mm-hmm. To where you only got money around income tax. That's where I come from. Mm-hmm. Any other right. time, you don't have money. <laughs> you, you understand? All right, all right, go ahead. My second question actually ties into you going a little deeper in your first answer. So the first question, I heard you saying you were super broke. And you didn't have, you know, you didn't come from a culture of having help. What did you have to endure to become that master salesman? Um, not, not much. You, I'm, I'm not. This is going to be a minority answer here, okay? This, this is going to be one of those answers that's not written in books, and and people are not going to agree with it. But it is true. I didn't have to endure much. Because my position already made me endure everything. Mm-hmm. So you being a butthole on a phone call was nothing. I need you to, based on my first answer, if I had no choice, then you can't, you can't bother me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I had to teach y'all, which I do teach ourselves, I would say, all right, you got rejected. We'll take a five-minute break, and you'd be like, oh, I had to endure that. No, the hell you didn't. You didn't have to endure that. That's not a big deal. It's, it's, not, it's not a big deal that someone was rude to you over the phone. 
it's only a big deal to someone who's rude to you over the phone because you got comfort. You have backup plans. You have you have the ability to get loans. You have a mortgage. You 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 have you know food in a refrigerator. If you didn't have these things, someone being rude to you over the phone is nothing. So I didn't have to endure anything to be a great master salesperson or whatever you want to call me. I mean, no, there's nothing was endured. My situation was already the problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what I endured. Once I started selling, it was nothing. People don't bother you when you're broke. I, I can't stress this enough. You have, if you are stressed out about your credit card debt, it is because you're so comfortable with your current situation that that can bother you. I can assure you, lose your home. That credit card debt would not bother you. It just won't. It just will not. Okay. Right? You don't lose your husband and see if you care about the pink slip. You, know, you get what I'm saying? Things are put in, and that, that's morbid. I get it. But it's facts. You know, it's one of those, when your basic needs are not met, you don't care if someone's rude to you over the phone. Right? I, I didn't say that first. That's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If you don't, you don't care about if your church clique didn't accept you into the choir, the male's chorus, when you can't eat. Right, you you, you got to go up this hierarchy of needs. Uh, oh, um, I'm not sure. Listen, I'm not. I don't, I don't know how how productive my answers are going to be to someone in comfort, but I can tell you for sure that I didn't have to endure anything. Now, once I wanted to get past a certain threshold, I had to endure keep, keeping my head out my pocket. And what I mean by that is worried about a sales goal or worried about closing someone because I got to eat. That is a terrible way to master sales. People feel that. Desperation is louder than anger. (laughs) People can smell desperation. You know when you're in front of a desperate salesperson. Right, you know when you walk into a car. That's why you don't like walking a car lot. That's exactly why you don't like doing it, because you know that person is there, desperate. Because who in their right mind is happy on a car lot? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's not possible, but you get the point, right? Most people are not, as far as that. Desperation is far louder than anger. I had to get to the point, and this isn't something I had to endure; it's something I had to overcome. When I'm talking to Denise Hill, and I don't care about my rent. I care about Denise Hill's problem. You get what I'm saying? So that's, anyway, that, just do that in there for free. But no, I have to endure nothing. Y'all, there's no, take the pressure off of you with sales. There is no enduring. It's just sales. It's just a social construct that we invented because of capitalism. It's nothing more. There is no pressure. Seriously, there is no pressure in sales. The only reason there is pressure in sales 
It's because human beings, we, we're conscious, and we get to create social constructs that we get to worry about. You do know, before we invented credit cards, there was no one stressing about credit cards. It's a social construct we invented. Anyway. <laughs> All right, sir. Okay. So now that you, you know, explained that, that to me, um, so I know there wasn't a voice inside your head that said, I can't do this. You were always, you know, because of where you were, you knew, hey, it's either get this done, or from what I'm saying, from what it sounds like, get this done or die. Well, yeah, but I didn't decide that. My circumstances did. I didn't decide that. I mean, it's a. Uh... <laughs> I'm, all right, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to make it applicable to, to everyone listening. No, I didn't decide to be. It's not even confidence. People give me credit for that. That's not confidence. It was deliver or die. It's not something I put myself in, right? That's, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can't take credit for being great. I was hungry. You understand what I'm saying, Jerome? Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't take credit for this. I, I, you know, it's cool. It sounds good in books, Pam Norris. You know, Hollywood, you know, hit me up, write my story. But I can't take credit for being hungry and trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't do that, right? It's a, it's a but, so let me make it applicable to y'all. So the, the question or the answer is, Nah, I, I, I didn't put no confidence in me. I, I didn't do that. I was freaking hungry. I had to eat. Y'all, I need you to make it applicable to you. Sun Tzu says, you understand? Mm-hmm. That if you take away the warrior's ability to, to, to live, they will fight harder than anybody else. This is an art of war. It is classic. That's been around before we've been around. Okay, when you cut off soldiers and leave them no choice, no retreat, no anything, they dominate. They fight harder than soldiers with the baby pictures because they got to go back home. When you tell those soldiers you can't get home, then you, you, you dominate. How many of you, and I'm just, I mean this as nicely as possible, treat your business like that? Because I treat mine like that every day. Every day. Every day. It's if I don't get this done, we're dead. Every day. I don't have a backup plan. The reason why the ATS company keeps working, because I ain't got no backup plan. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a, well, I'm going to just go be a motivational speaker. Or, or you know you know what I'm saying? Like, I, or I'm a father. No, I ain't got nothing else. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else. That's all I got. <laughs> this is all I got, Jerome. I ain't got nothing. This gonna work because I'm I'm either too too hungry to fail, too arrogant to fail, to, like whatever it is, count on it because I ain't failing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alicia in chat says she's starting to, and that's good. Get to the point to where Torchlight Real Estate Academy, eat or die. Jerome Red Industries, 
eat or die. You understand what I'm saying? It just is what it is. Again, I'm not, it's not my attempt to be so morbid, but kind of way too comfortable. Comfort is killing you. It is. The comfort is killing you. There's no pressures and sales. There's no, you know, you don't need no prayer to do this. Will you eat today? Everybody ask yourself this question. Will I eat today if I don't do my business? If the answer is yes, then you're not working harder than me. Do you understand? Okay, I'm going to ask that again. Okay, because I need everybody to receive this. Or at least process it. You ain't got to receive it. Just receive what I'm saying. If you're going to eat today, if someone's going to feed you, if you have enough money in the account or or if you have whatever, then you're not working your business as hard as you can. You understand? Your business doesn't, your life doesn't depend on it. Y'all, 100% of my money and the people around me money comes from my ability to wake up in the morning and generate income. I have no food stamps. Do you remember when you started a small business? It was no small feat. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBook grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch, and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash B2B and enter B2B to A2Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started. Right. I get no tax returns. I haven't got a tax return, like money back my, since my oldest son has been alive. Since my oldest son has been alive, I've made too much money to get money back. My oldest son is 11. It's been 11 years since I made too much untaxed dollars to get back a return. So January is never on February. Y'all, y'all income tax? I ain't never. Never. I got, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. This is honest to God truth. Okay, I'm going to say this because the IRS knows this. So I can't get in trouble. I have never in 11 years claimed any of my kids on income tax. I can't. You ain't getting nothing back for that. You get it? So I, I don't have nothing. 
All I have is get up. One of these gazelles got to die. It ain't personal. Gazelle don't die. I don't eat. I don't have no employer. Ain't no boss. Ain't no Jewish man, white man, black man, Mexican man generating me a check. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't no woman. I don't want to be biased. Maurice, if I don't get it done, it don't get did. You will not outwork me. Not because I'm arrogant. My back is against the wall every day. You cannot outwork a man that has to work to eat. Poor woman. Right? You can't. I don't get it done. It don't get done. Sorry for the long answer, but I'll need y'all to receive that. Treat your business that way, please, or or find a reason to treat your business that way. So maybe you got all the creature comforts. But you know what? You've been married 20 years. That's enough to put your back against the wall. I will not let my wife go another decade in this situation. I just said something. Go ahead. Go ahead before I, I go too far. No, because you, I don't know how you do it, but you read my head. You already know what I'm going to ask because I was going to ask you to go and say for those of us who do have the creature comforts, because you say treat your business like that, I wanted you to give us some things that we can do to make sure that we treat our business like that. Sure, I can. I can give you two things that you can do. They both are terrible to say. Okay? You're going to die. End of story. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> You're a, someone's lied to you, okay? There is no tomorrow. You're going to die. One day you're going to wake up and you have no idea that you're going to die. And you have no idea that that's not today. So if you're looking for that little secret sauce, you're going to die. Period. Period. <laughs> you're going to die, Antonio. And today may be it. I don't mean it as a metaphor. Like, honestly, you're going to wake up on the last day of your life and not know it's the last day of your life. That could be today. So if you're looking for motivation, death, it's the beautiful part of life. Because if you were going to live, now, I'm only talking to my real people, Pam Norris. Say for everybody, okay? Everybody can't handle what I'm about to say next, okay? If you were going to live to a 1,000 years old, you wouldn't work for 999, right? You would, come on, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. They say for everybody, Pandora. They say for everybody, right? Somebody's like, no, I'd do it. No, you wouldn't. That's why death is so, I only see one live forever, at least in, in this consciousness, the way you understand it. It just doesn't work well. It's not a, Living forever is not a motivator. Knowing that you're going to die 
is. It's the truth. And if that doesn't motivate you, that person you love so much, they're going to die. And do you want them to die knowing that you were average? I don't. I don't. I do not want to die knowing that people I love, right? And I ain't that many, Panda. I got like two of them, two, three, four of them, right? Y'all got all them hearts. Ain't that many. You know what I'm saying? Pandora says that's why she built her legacy. There is absolutely no conceivable reason why the honest should think that I let her die before I reach my full potential. That's BS. Does that help you, Grace? I got plenty more. You ain't even asking tough questions here. Now, this is an interview. However, if anyone has any burning questions that they just need to ask Antonio, because it will greatly help you in your life, in your business, in your future, whatever, uh, don't be afraid to chime in and raise your hand or whatever you have to do, click the emoji to ask your question. Does anyone have any questions so far? All right. Jerome looked like he oozing over there. <laughs> he looked like he oozed with it. Okay. All right. I believe you alone. Okay. <laughs> My thank next you. question. Thank sir. you for inviting me. Oh, go ahead, sir. Grace, thank you. For those who don't know, I had a brief conversation with Grace uh, before the call today, and uh, my mind was somewhere else. And just her um, uh, instruction or asking me, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the call, motivated me to get on the call. I was going to go in a different direction. So I really want to thank her um, as a member of the ATS team. Um, and, and sorry about Deanna, you know, Grace is the best. But I just want to say thank you, Grace, um, because I heard some things from Antonio that I needed to hear that I didn't plan on here. And I want to thank Mr. Antonio T. Smith because he's absolutely right. Um, it's survival. It's, 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 it's either fight or die. And you're looking around for people and you're looking around for things. And like you say, he says you're comfortable. And guess what? You're going to die being comfortable. And by the time it's all said and done, wish it coulda, woulda, coulda, uh-uh. You don't have time for that, folks. You gotta go out there and get it. And you got to, as, as, as Les Brown says, you got to stay hungry. And a lot of us aren't hungry enough. And that's what I need. I need to be more hungry. So thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I am glad that I see your shining face on this call today. Yes. Uh, Alicia, the subject is an interview with a master salesman. I am in, this is why I'm interviewing Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. He's given given us all the nuggets of how he became that master salesman that he is, what he's uh, gone through, and how he is treating his business every single day, and how we need to do the same. Let me let me let me say real quick because you asked me something yesterday about patience. Do you remember you doing you doing a video? Okay, all right, I want you to bring that up and get Maurice first. But make sure you bring up that, that patience, okay? okay? 
All right. Go ahead, Mr. Maurice. Okay. I have a question. I want to ditto uh, two times two what Jerome said. And thank you for that. Um, and I hate I missed the first part of last week um, because what you said was definitely necessary and it was helpful for me that uh, that hunger spirit. But I have a question on um, is there any. Can you hear me? Uh, we can okay. hear you now. Go ahead. Is there anything that you um, shouldn't, in being, you know, to be yourself and in sales and everything, you know, you know, is there anything you should not do, you know, or is, I guess, as, as, as you know, being polished and is there, to be real, you know, I think in sales and is there anything that you, you know, you can say that you shouldn't do um, that would hinder you from being, you know, um, Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I Absolutely. There's plenty that you, plenty you shouldn't do. I think the most important thing you shouldn't do is not be approachable. And that, that can come off in many different ways. You can mm -hmm. stink, <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just, that's just an in-person sale. I'm just saying, right? Your body odor can do that for you. Grace was writing a video yesterday for one of the many courses about cigarette smoke or something, something you say, right? You know, I say that that's that that that'll do it. Let's see, but you should most certainly not be approachable. You also shouldn't uh, you shouldn't offend your environment. Nice. I, I think most people don't know this about sales. If I'm going to do a wedding on a beach, I probably shouldn't be in a tuxedo. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, uh, you, you 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 see. I'm in the office. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty casual because, right, who wants to be sitting in a tailored suit? If y'all don't, don't know what that feels like, if you're a woman, just imagine yourself in a wedding dress or something like that or one of those prom dresses. You know how you can't even move? You know, you, you, can't, you can't scratch your neck or something because it's fitted <laughs> to you. That's what a tailored suit feels like, okay? So there's no point in sitting in the office that way. But when I'm out, you know, it just depends. It's, it, you know, it just depends. I, I put on the $3,000 suit when I need to, and I put on $60 worth of clothes when I need to, you know. You know what I'm it's just it's a bit. With cigar and scotch smokers, I do that. You don't go to a meeting expecting cigars. Hey, do we have a conference today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh. See that? Y'all see how much I don't know? All right. Because the reason I thought about that, because I remember him asking, bring the cigars. So I don't go bring cigars or, or, you know, bring cigarettes to cigars or bring some coffee when people are going to be drinking scotch, right? You know, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Right? So just be approachable. Another thing, you, you, you get your head out your pocket, is the way I said around here, right? So don't focus so much on your commission and not your, the person you're talking to. And it's very important like, between Jerome, you know, Pam Norris, Phil Susan, you know, if somebody says something, they'll defend me because I'm not here with my head in my pocket, right? You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, it's just, just stuff like that. You know, you, you just got to be, you got to be focused on that. If that's how you feel as a tailor suit, you need to, <laughs> you need to find a new tailor. Fair enough. I was exaggerating a little bit, but he's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> but yeah, 
But, you know, so you d- definitely want to be approachable. Or, well, you ask not to, so we keep all the negative. You, you don't want to not be approachable. You don't want to offend your in, in, uh, environment, right? If you're going to be a car salesman, then you should probably be a nice car salesman. Your environment says that car salesmen are not nice, so you want to kind of, you know, go with the flow of car salesmen, but, you know, be in the opposite of that. And if I can tell you, put it in the positive, you want to be with the stream, everybody, with sales, with the stream. And that's a Abraham Hicks borrowing. You don't want to go against the stream. You don't want to go against the flow. Each call has its own stream. Your customer's short, you be short. How many of you, you're with a short customer like me. So I'm telling you, I ask all these opening questions. They're like, yep. <laughs> so what do you think about that? It's great. So you, <laughs> you're like, I'm like, so tough. It has nothing to do with me being rude. My brain has already processed what you just said, right? It's already processed what you said, and, and I'm over it. Let's let's go. Right? Let's go to the next thing. Yeah, go to the next thing. If I'm short, you be short. If if I'm joking, you joke. Right? You, you go with the stream of your customer. I think that's the to take it out to negative, put it in the positive. I think that's the most important part of sales. You get on the phone with Tiana, she's gonna be all bleeding heart, change the world. You get it? You know, like I know when I coach Adonia. She's going to have, yeah, mimicking technique is what that's called, right, Alicia? I know when I coach Adonia, she's going to be on fire and ready to learn, but her own mood is, but I don't want to just learn, Antonio. I don't want to just learn. I do that enough. That, that That's her. She establishes that tone. So I make sure whenever I sense it. All right, let's do this next. Here's your step-by-step process for that. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you got you to gotta pick up on those things and go there. So hopefully you're doing that to yourself. All right, actually something difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yesterday I was telling you that in one of my videos I'm going to discuss how you have the patience of Gary V and the impatience of Grant Cardone. Can you elaborate on on why you have that type of patience and impatience? Yeah, you have to know these two people. Gary V's brand is all about happiness and being patient. He's not a, while he's probably the number one marketer in the world, it's gonna be hard to disagree with that. Then you, I mean, he's a businessman with a shoe deal, right? So it's going to be hard to disagree with that. <clears throat> he's not focused on, he, he he himself would tell you, if he said it in his podcast stuff, if he was different, he'd already own the Jets. That's what he's trying to do. But he's so patient. He's he's always, <clears throat> he'll never take a risk that will put his family in jeopardy. These are his words. He's super patient. He plays the 30-year game and not the 30-day game, okay? That's practical advice, and Gary B is one of the most practical people you've been on planet Earth. And all that's facts. Nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that. Grant Cardone is, forget all that 30-year stuff. I want freedom right now. 
Okay. <laughs> right now, you know, and I'm I'm both, and, and, and I'm sure Grant Cardone is both. He's, you know, I am. I think the way I describe myself is I am impatiently patient. I ain't waiting for nothing. I just don't feel I have to. As a matter of fact, from a universal perspective, from an objective perspective, I know patience is bullshit stuff. Okay? I know for sure. Patience means that I am tolerating what I do not like. Therefore, I am vibrating at the frequency of something that I don't like. So patience is just a pretty word for poverty. I know that objectively. You understand? Right now, my email just flashed across my screen. I just got paid for my podcast. I'm trying to figure out. So right now, I done shifted my thinking. While talking to y'all, I, I'm shifting my thinking. How the hell am I going to double that? I don't even know what it is. But I am impatiently thinking that wasn't enough. Why? Why are you like that, Antonio? Because feeling Susan can't wait on my damn 30-year program. You understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> That's facts. Let's, let's, that, that's facts. You feel me, Jerome? That's facts. <laughs> you know, Jerome can't wait 30 years, right, to, to recoup on some stuff that some other folk made him do. You understand what I'm saying? He got credit card debt, shouldn't even be his. You feel what I'm saying? Period. People can't, ain't nobody got time to be waiting on me being patient. And I know more, first and foremost, Corey Peters, there's a Corey Peters out there saying, be patient, Antonio, watch me take your spot, please. Think about it. I have, I have taken a lot of spots since y'all have known me. You're just going to have to process this information. And there are a few businesses that I put out of business because they didn't want to work with me. And I have a spirit of get down or lay down. That's just my spirit. I ain't never changing that. I'm telling all y'all right now, it's get down or lay down. You getting with ATS or you laying down the ATS, it is what it is. I'm just telling you right now, I have no qualms about that. It just is what it is. We either working together or I'm putting you out of business. Just tell me what it is. That's just how I, I got to eat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got to eat. I, I, I got to eat. Patience is a bunch of crap. At the same time, from a wealthy perspective, I'm extremely patient. I'm in no rush. I'm not. It's going to happen because it's going to happen because I said it's going to happen and ain't nobody going to stop me from making it happen. I'm okay with that. I keep my fight out of God's battle. You understand? I don't let... Yeah, because... Our, so, so you have a... So you got... So universe is kind of split in two, y'all. You have the great binary of things and the great trinary of things. Binarily is what you can control. Man, woman. Up, down, left, right. A, B, select, start. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be 
kid like me, you know, I remember Supercatcher, but, you know, Android, iPhone, all, anything that's either or, which is a bunch of crap in itself, it's your battle. But the great trinary of things is not necessarily your battle. What you have is a part in that battle, but nothing else. So that would be, if you're Christian, right, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, to give you that kind of idea, see how it's not binary? Mm -hmm. Subconscious, superconscious, conscious, mind, body, soul. You have a battle in the mind and the body, right, and kind of partly so. What I'm saying is what Yolanda Adams said, the battle is not yours. So when it comes to stuff I can't control, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm very patient on that. I'm going to be a billionaire, period, point, blank. I can't control when. Ain't got nothing to do with me. When ain't got nothing to do with me. You understand? What I can control is every day. I'm saying right now is the day. That I can't control. The win will catch up. But every day I'm saying I am a billionaire, I'm becoming a billionaire, right? And the day I become it is the day it'll show up. It's already on the way. I can't fight that battle. You understand? I got, I've got, I mean, most sales, I've got like, Anyway, we're, we're, we're knocking at creating massive salaries. We're, we're, it, it, it's, it's getting chunked down. It really is. It's fantastic what we're doing. I can't control win, nor am I going to let Jerome pressure me into win. What I can do is in the now make sure I'm doing my right by Jerome, right? That's what I can control. You get it? Mm-hmm. I can make the blow softer, if so to speak, or I can make the cross lighter. You get it? But I can't control you or your reaction to me. I can control your desire to react to me incorrectly or from a negative perspective. It wouldn't be incorrect. You're only going to ask how, what I pour into you. I just got to make sure what I pour into you works. Same thing with sales, man. I mean, it's it's facts. I can't control if the customer is going to buy from me, if the customer can't afford to buy at that moment. What I can control is that when you say no, you're saying no to your dreams, not to me. Mm-hmm. That I can't control. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. You're not say no to me because I'm going to lay it out where this is about you. So when you got to go get the money, you're not going to get the money for me. You're going to get the money for you. You understand? My part in that battle is make sure you get value every month to where you pay again. I don't do that. You don't pay. I deserve for you not to pay. You understand? Mm -hmm. That means if you pay $5,000 a month, then I got to make sure you get $50,000 a month in value. I control that. Whether you can afford the $5,000 next time, that ain't got nothing to do with me. 
That's what I mean by that grace. I, that, you know, God got his part, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. My part, in fact, let me say that one more time. It's a little bit more simple. <clears throat> I want everybody to hear me. Everything in this world is just physics or energy. Everything. Jerome has a responsibility in every situation to recognize opposing forces and the four forces, okay? There are forces with him, forces opposing him. It has to be there. It's the great binary of things, okay? I can't want to be a billionaire. The opposite, which is you ain't going to be one, doesn't exist. That's how my plan gets better. Everybody follow that. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't create salaries if no salaries don't exist because then I won't even have the desire to create them. Get it? All right. Ice Buddy needs a few dollars. Okay. You know, like three or four of them. You know, just three, four dollars. You know, you know what I'm saying? But the opposite has to show up first or no one has the drive or plan to get there. So what I'm saying is Jerome has a moral responsibility in every situation he does. He does more than enough for people to fight for him and more than enough for people not to fight against him. Every situation. In every situation y'all walk into, you got to do more than enough for the universe to say, got you. But you're not allowed to create the universe to go, see, see, that's why I'm holding you back. You got to remember that. That's, and you got to remember that at all times. If you want a simple thing of that, you can borrow from Joel Osteen and just do everything in the spirit of excellence. And this sums up what I just said. Grace? Ladies and gentlemen, I am interviewing Master Salesman. Thank you all for being on the call. We're not ending. I just wanted to say that because, you know, in case you, you know, just hopped on, I wanted to let you know what we're doing. Um, always glad to have everyone that is on the call interviewing a master salesman, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., and he has been dropping these gems all morning, all morning. Mr. Smith, I know you get this question all the time. So I was reading a blog uh, online, Savvy Women Online, and um, the title was Becoming Better at Sales. And I know you get this question all the time, but I want to see what you say versus what they said. What is it? What do you think or what do you know people can do to improve their company sales? Sales? <laughs> I'm like, I'm such the worst person to ask these questions to because Y'all make stuff too difficult. If this now this was first off, women, that's irrelevant. The gender and because you said women, right? That that was the blog I was reading, but I was you know I'm asking in general because I know people ask you all the time, what can I do to improve my company sales? You know, sales, sales. What can you do to improve your company sales? Sales. Stop hiding behind marketing. People who are afraid of sales market all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who are afraid of sales market all day. Let me post this. Let me post that. The answer is sale. Here is what's 
facts. You're not touching enough people. If you want to, y'all so focused on conversion rate, your problem is, let's break down the question. How can I get more sales, right, Right. for my company? Mm -hmm. All right. There's two things there. There's three things there that are that are important in that sentence. More, which is a comparative verb. That means I have some, but I want more. Then there's sales, which means a transaction of money. And then there's company, which means that I have an entity receiving these sales. This is the direct object, okay? That means I need to receive more sales transactions, but not to me, to my company which automatically means my company has expenses. Everybody got it? Mm -hmm. Money's just energy, right? So watch what I'm fit to say now. Watch how I break this down, Jerome. I'm going to say what I just said again, all that nerd stuff, and then it's going to make sense when I put it into regular talk. More is a comparative verb, okay? Sales is what was being modified there. But it's what what we're asking, excuse me, because the company is what's being modified. What we're asking is sales. I want more transactions to be received by my company. Everybody got it? The company's receiving what? More what? Transactions. Energy, energy, energy. And how are you going to get massive sales without massive energy? In its simplicity, borrow from Grant Cardone and just do 10 times more. That's what we have to do. They, listen, the people around me, depending upon me or trusting me to do something, pray ain't going to fix that. Man. My prayer life is not going to fix salaries. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Nor is my intelligence. Ain't nothing fixing salaries but more energy. Do you understand? Because it's in the sentence. You can't get more money without more energy. And you can't know that money is energy and then do less but to get more energy. It's impossible. You know it in your sentence because you're, sub- you're, you're the one who structured the sentence. More, how can I get more energy for more sales transactions for the company taking more? More, 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 and you're doing less. No, sell. If you want to increase numbers of money in your company, sell. If you want to pay off your house, sell. Credit cards, sell. Salary, sell. Do more. If you did, if y'all didn't make a hundred calls yesterday for your business, you shouldn't have went to sleep. You understand? This cold calling is the single most important thing that you can do. The single most lucrative thing that you can do for your business. I don't like cold calls. All right, find another way. But at some point, when you try to get past a certain dollar amount. Going back to cold calls. Because you can only reach so many people. And you can only pay to reach so many people. But 
as far as in your cold market, there's a whole lot more of your customers out there than in your email list. Sell. Sell, sell, sell is the answer to that question. Sell, 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 sell. And when you don't know what to do, sell. And when you sit at your computer and you say, where do I start? Sell. I'm like the worst comfort mentor ever. Because I'm not letting you say that. <laughs> it's not in me. It's not in me. It's just not fair. I'm not that guy. Sell, 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 sell. You need money? Sell. Stop asking venture capitalists. Sell. There's no way in hell that I would invest or help Ice Buddy if I didn't know she had her own money in it. It just wouldn't happen. I know that she's willing to die for Ice Buddy. Do you understand? To the tune of a million of her own dollars. I trust that lady. <laughs> I, I can trust human consultants. They've been in business 32 years, five presidents, 12 recessions. <laughs> I can trust them folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I said, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Success definitely speaks one language. Because when I was looking at that blog and someone asked that question, you know what the answer was? They said, what? ask for the sale. <laughs> they said, ask for the sale. Okay. Now, when you speak to entrepreneurs, Antonio, about their companies and they, and they you know, they're, they're talking to you about it, what is it that they say that makes you immediately know that the company has a sales problem? Everything, every single thing, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Look, y'all, every problem is a sales problem. Okay. Every one, every problem is a sales problem. But my sales team is doing great, and it's still a sales problem. Every problem is a sales problem. Hey, Antonio, um, I know you got. 151, no, how much I got to pay? Antonio, I know in how many days? In less than 60 days. You, you, you say it real quick on the mic. Antonio has $190,000 that he needs to pay out in less than 60 days. In less than 60 days, I got to pay out $190,000. Just to keep ATS alive, so to speak. It, it won't die, but I've got some stuff I've done. Infrastructure, blah, blah, blah. It's greatness. It just be, if, I, when I, if I get it done, billionaire's automatic. It just is what it is. That's a sales problem. Okay? Oh, no, 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 man. That's not a sales problem because you can... I get it. You ain't created salaries yet. No, it's a damn sales problem. You understand? Because get more sales ain't got that problem. Y'all don't have to hear that, man. Don't, you, you know what I'm saying? So what? It's $190,000. Go get it. You, you understand? But it's 60 days. So 
And I don't get to use the excuse, oh, well, you know what? It's $190,000. And you got foreclosed on your house because, no, sales. Come on, y'all got to eat that. You got to eat that, right? Everything is a sales problem. The answer to your question, Grace, is everything. If there's a problem in the business, it's a sales problem. I'm going to push that further. If it's not a money problem, it's a sales problem. Because the CEO or the leader or the manager didn't sell themselves to the employee that has a disgruntled problem. Or the disgruntled employee or the employee getting ready to get fired didn't sell themselves as valuable to the company. Every single thing is a sales problem. If you don't like your pastor, your pastor, not sell him or herself as the leader of your soul the way you want it. You understand what I'm saying? Sales. Every bit of it. Everything's a sales problem. Everything. Not because capitalism exists, because when you walked out the cage, you had to sell. Just had a different form. It was bought in trade, but you still had to sell. You still had to sell. When you were born, when you were born into this earth, it's the only time you didn't have to sell. The moment that umbilical cord got cut, you had to sell. I am not lying. I'm not making this up. When you was in the womb, as long as the umbilical cord was attached, you got to live off your mama. But the moment it was cut, you had to cry and say, feed me. You've been selling since before you knew the word existed. A baby has to cry so mama can come over home, get some attention. That's sales. You couldn't eat without selling yourself. Something wrong, I'm screaming off the top of my head. Get your butt over here. That's, you understand? I think you got time. That makes sense, don't it? I think, I think you got time for one more or two, but I don't know. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have time for one more question. I wanted to see if there's anyone out uh, on the call on it, over the phone or on the laptop, wherever you are, if you have a question for Antonio. If you do, just wave your hand, chime in, come on in. Let him know. Let him know. Anybody have a question about anything? Go ahead, Mr. Donia. Good morning. Good morning. Well, mine is, mine is a statement attached to a question, but I actually think he just answered my whole I mean, it's my whole issue. And, and, and it's a huge epiphany because I have a propensity to say, I hate sales. And what I hate are the, the, the hardcore salespeople. But my question, I mean, my life up moment right now is everything's a sale. So that means from the moment I wake up, my presentation, my clothes, my words, my language, everything is a sale. So he just, he just gave me, a million dollar coaching in about 
you know, 30 minutes. But here's, here, here is the question. There's still, I believe, something that I could do to improve. And my question would be, say, you know, how do you, or give me one or two additional tips on what makes a good salesperson? I, too, I believe you have to be able to listen and ask questions. I get that part. But in presentation and what have you. But I'm still thinking there's something else I should be knowing. Tell me. Yeah, sure it is. That you can share with me that will improve because I just had a, a, a light bulb moment and, and I'm excited and I'm going to have me a really good day today because of it. But to, good stuff. Yeah, the, the, the answer to Adonis' question is, is actually very simple. Now remember, I'm practical, okay? I'm extremely practical. I can give you all the answers on sales and still miss them because it's like thousand sales for them. Here's your extremely practical answer. Sales is a, it's a skill. Skills require discipline. Discipline require habits. Habits require learning new actions. Sales, write this down in the chat, is a discipline. Discipline, in, in order, sale is a discipline. How do you get a discipline? You get skills. How do you get skills? You get habits. How do you get habits? You learn new actions. That simple. Here's what that means in plain English for Adonia. If you want to get better at sales, you got to go back to the fundamental part. And it's learn new actions. That's why I had, yeah, I put that in the chat. Now, what those actions are, they're subjective. Some of them, some of them are gonna work for you, Adonia, some of them are not. You, you know what I'm saying? But what will work 100% of the time is Adonia needs to put the new actions on the way Adonia wants to sell. Now, how do I learn new actions? I learn. That I, I, Antonio, how did you figure this out? I didn't. I just understand universal law. Which universal law am I using right now? Cause and effect. What does that mean? Adonia asks, what are the effects that I can use? And I traced it back to what would be the cause at its most fundamental basic, fundamental means basic. Okay? She asked for an effect. I traced it back to the seed. She asked for the harvest. I put it back to the seed. That's not me being smart. That's just me being able to steal my mind enough to know. Go back to the seed. What you do Adonia is you since you now know who you want to be. What what actions does that take? That's the real answer. Because if that's the real answer, now she gets to choose. What I would do is I would. I think she can see a screen, so I'm, I'm going to show you what I would do. This is what I would do. What I would do if I was Adonia is. Let's see, I think this will work. Let's see. Uh oh. Maybe this. Can I see that? What you see on your screen? 
All right. This is what I would do. If I was a donor, I come right in here. Empathetic sales approach. And I would take this whole Google search and start right here and start learning new techniques. That's what I would do. Copy and paste this and send it to a donor. Honest to God, what I would do. She doesn't have the habits. It ain't got nothing to do with her having discipline. What she wants is the habits that she wants to be great in herself. Go learn how to be an empathetic salesperson. That's what I would do. Did I help you, Adonia? I hope I didn't talk around it about. Absolutely. I'm just, you amaze me. And yeah, I'm real good because I get to be, do me and still sell. And, and that makes Amen. sense to me because I didn't think that was possible. Mm. Wow. That was a powerful statement. Didn't think that was possible. That was powerful. Maurice, go ahead. Okay. So I wanted to say um, thank you as well uh, uh, because it just, what I get from it is remind me to always go back to the basics. You know, and there's nothing wrong with going back to the basics of, you know, principles of sales, you know, when it's necessary. It's not like you're losing something, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I'm just saying that to go back to the basics of sales um, and the repetition of it, you know, and then as I thought about it, you know, sometimes maybe the fear of rejection or whatever it is that gets in the way of that stopping and, you know, stopping um, me from wanting to sell. And it's just really confronting that and doing more of it repeatedly. And then that's where the, uh, that's where the art of getting better at, at it for me is. And I, I'm just, that's just what my takeaway from what I'm hearing you say. I want to thank you for that epiphany as well. It's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with going back to the, to the basics and repeating it and continuing to, to go, to continuing to practice it. You know, you said habits and that's, a, you know, habit is habitually doing it, repeating it repetitively you know, doing something, you know, to, for, to, to, to me is to confront it and then habitually do that thing of sales, you know, and to, so that, that, that's what I wanted to share as a takeaway for me that I think I heard. No, I appreciate that. No, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. Listen, this isn't that, this isn't me being smart. I, I get a lot of credit for being smart and, and I don't mean to discredit it. Stuff is disobjective. Cause and effect. Causality may be the only real thing in this universe. It's just it's a strong argument. I can make an extremely strong argument at causality. What is causality? Something happens, something happens as a result of that. Period. So if you got a problem, Ask yourself, what's my problem? And then you say, okay, now I know what my problem is. Where does it come from? And you trace it back and you trace it back and you trace it back. And everybody hear me. When you trace something out or when you trace something back, when you can no longer get to something after that or before that, that's God. 
every time. 100% of the time. That's a philosophical answer. Every, if you go out and you can't get no outer than out, that's God. That is, the per, that is the perfect form of whatever you're trying to go out to. When you go back and you can't get anything backer than back, that is God again. It's the most perfect form. What is God? A perfect form. Do you understand? And I'm telling you that some of y'all, and this is going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to make sense philosophically, your problems that you have, the little bitty gods messing up your life. Because you never went back and traced it. You understand? And when you go back and back and back and back to there's no more, now you go, huh, you're not so tough. I'm God's release from me. Just like that. Weird, I know, but still facts. Michelle, G. Okay, I apologize because I'm driving, so forgive me for the noise. But something you said brought up a couple of questions for me um, about the hundred cold calls a day. Being in the nonprofit sector. Doing fundraising, how would you suggest that be done? And two, should it be scripted? Should it be what? I missed that word right after that. You said, should, should it, it be, be scripted? something? Scripted. Twisted? What's he saying? Scripted. Scripted. Oh, okay. Got you. All right. Got you. Okay. Good, good. So the answer to the scripted question is yes and no, right? You, you can do both. You're probably going to always get better scripts from, excuse me, better results from scripted things because you're following a, a routine that is not as it's better worse than that. <clears throat> Let me, let, me, let me back up. When you script something in alignment with the laws of success, now I feel very comfortable. Okay? So whatever is success in your script, if it's in alignment with that, you're going to have predictable results. That's why you're going to have better results when something is scripted because it's predictable because it's in alignment with success. When you're unscripted, you're all over the place and you can't have predictable results, so you can't get a good read on what you need to fix or not. That's the answer there, okay? Everybody okay with that? But your script needs to be in alignment with success. Everybody got me? All right. With the laws of success according to your category or something. That's why I wanted to fix that answer. Now, the first part is more powerful i'll give you an idea and then take my idea and run one i want you to run with the idea two i want you to see how far you can stretch this idea into different things until it no longer works i'm saying two things i'm going to give you an idea to solve your lead problem is what she's saying how can i talk to 100 people in nonprofit? 
Okay, I'm gonna give you an idea, but then I want you to number one, I want you to take that idea. Then number two, I want you to take the concept of that idea and stretch it. That that means I want you to say, well, if I did this for that, does it work for this? And can I change this about that idea and make it that? I wonder if I do this for phone calls. I wonder, right? You get what I'm saying? Stretch it till it can't be stretched anymore. Here's your idea. A question for those who didn't hear it is, you know, I, 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 man, you hit me with that hundred phone calls a day. That would be, you know, hundred cold calls is what I'm saying. You should be talking to a hundred new people about your business a day, or you don't deserve to go to sleep. It just is what it is. You should, if you went to sleep broke, you shouldn't went to sleep. Just, just right. I'm the wrong mentor to tell you something the opposite than that. Now, here's an idea, Michelle. Do a fundraiser. Do a what, what you call those things when you raffle ticket fundraiser. On the raffle ticket, it needs to have name, number, email, and zip code. I'm adding in zip code for a reason. In your case. Not in all cases, but your case. I don't need the address. I just need the zip code. Because you want to know where you're hot at. Is your product, is your raffles, is your brand, is your reach hot in upper scale zip codes? By hot, I mean, you know, hot market traction. Or lower income zip codes. You get it? I work at nonprofits too, private fundraisers, not foundation or government money. Love to connect with impact and success stories rather than data. We triple, oh, there you go. Yeah, she's absolutely right. And that's something I wouldn't have brought up. Stories work for all donations, not just nonprofits. Any, actually, all sales stories work, but more so in the nonprofit sector because because nonprofits are typically aligned behind a cause, some ethos, and your cause needs to match my moral values. You get it? My 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 core values need to match your cause, and then I'll freely give. And you need to have and the best way to communicate that is the story. So Denise Hill is a thousand percent correct. Get a get a raffle ticket. The reason I'm saying this is because it's very practical. Here's your practicality behind this, Michelle. You get a raffle ticket, you ain't even got to buy the product. You don't. I'm telling you, there's still no money. You get a raffle ticket, you ain't got to buy the product. Nah, you should, but you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to raffle off a TV that costs $99, then just raffle off 99 <laughs> raffle tickets. Don't put a date on it until you get it. You know what I'm saying? And they use that giant $9 raffle ticket to go buy the product. Now you broke even. And now you go back out there and do some more raffle tickets. You take pictures of it next to it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm doing my very best to keep you in alignment with I ain't got too much money. I want to do this here. I made so much money off of liquor basket raffles, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not in I'm, I'm, where I come from. A liquor basket raffle is hot. But that's where I come from, Adonia. I ain't putting that on everybody. I'm just saying that you do a $100 basket, Tennessee, and, you know, you already see where I'm coming from, you know, where where my hood is at. That's going to get sold. You understand? Now, if I go where Adonia at, I need, you know, 
red wine or something, you know, some bubbles. and yeah, I don't know what I did, but you get the point, though, all right? Now, champagne, bubble baths, all that stuff. It's a little different, a little different. It's Hennessy and stuff down here. You get it. But you can get you a raffle. But the point of the raffle is everybody going to want whatever you raffle, and that's going to give you name, number, email, and zip code, and there go your lead. And all you got to do is make an honest vow that you're going to reach 100 people a day in your raffle. I'll mute you, Mike, Michelle, G, and let me know if that blesses you. It actually did, and when you said raffle, you were already in my head, so. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I ate my psychic Wheaties today. And I'm, I'm, I got my, my in my head weed in my system. That, that's it, right? Now, stretch that, though. Remember, I asked you to stretch it. If it works for that, how, how, much, how much can you stretch that? You know, do you, what else can you get free? Can I, can I do an event and ask for name, number, and email just to join my event? And my event's was, free, but you got to give me your information. Go ahead. I was getting ready to say that. Um, like, Another thing would be like we were thinking about masquerade ball, um, and then also like you said, a free event, getting the email and everything to attend the event. So that oh, was wow. something that I was already doing was collecting email addresses for to attend the event, but it I never thought about doing that as far as the fundraising goes. So that stretches me that much more. Thank you. No doubt. Oh, yeah, you're very welcome. Very welcome. I've done a lot of crazy things to get emails, from giving away free law of attraction to to attaching myself to an event that I know was going to see 3,000 people a day, an event called Galveston Cajun Festival. I knew it was going to see 3,000 people a day for, for a three-day weekend on, 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 on Father's Day weekend. So that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to see about 3,000 people a day outside. And it was free to get in. But guess what you had to do, Adonis? Give me your name, number, and email. And we walked away with 12,000 emails. Now, believe it or not, Jerome, I got darker. I know. Because in Texas, <laughs> in June, I never... And I was out there saying, I don't need no sunscreen. I'm dark. I don't need no sunscreen. Let me tell you something, sir. I don't know how I got darker, okay? But I walked out of there looking like Humvee ties. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, dark head ashy. <laughs> Super sunburn. I don't even know how that's possible, but that did happen. Good stuff. Any, any more, Grace? All right. Anyone else have any questions? I have done on my part, on my side. All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for um, attending our sales. And uh, thank you, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., for allowing me to interview you to drop these gems on us this morning. We will now go over to the ATS real estate training good stuff i was saying change her iphone you should really be famous for every tear you've ever cried for everything that's ever happened to you 
for all the abuse you've ever been through, for the divorce you've ever been through, you should absolutely be famous for that. Yeah, that's how I think. As a matter of fact, that's how most of us great motivational speakers or platform speakers, we are. I speak over 400 times a year. I command over $40,000 a keynote. $40,000 a keynote. I can make $30,000 in 30 minutes. All because my story was one of tragedy. And I've learned how to take it to one of great wealth. I want to teach you that. I want to give to you free, no risk, no charge, no credit card needed. Free 20 hours of how to get famous for telling your story. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. I have felt so much in life. I've been so evil. I've done everything in life to mess it up. And I have. I have completely messed this life up. And then I changed. And then I started applying things that I didn't know, but I always knew. You call it the law of attraction. Or maybe you don't. Or maybe you're religious and maybe you're not. Here is what I know. I know that we all have a karmic debt to pay off. And I have either paid mine off or almost off. And now I dedicate my entire life to you. Please know that as my life is dedicated to you, it means I get beat up a lot. But that's what this is about. It's about people like me putting their gains at risk for you. The crazy thing about life is once we get enough, whatever enough means, you're a politician, it's enough votes, someone likes money, enough money, whatever enough is, a pastor, enough members, we tend to protect them. This podcast is not about protection, it is about you. you to share this podcast but not for personal gain you to share it Finally, the music in this podcast that you're going to hear, I hope it gets stuck in your head. It's actually from my favorite movie, Cloud Atlas. It's the cover. It's not the original version, but it sounds just like it. Cloud Atlas is a great movie by the Wachowskis. My second favorite movie is Matrix. But that's not it is about repeating the same mistakes. So I'm hoping subconsciously that 
things by that. It's, it's mostly about ascending so I'm hoping the words, music, everything helps you ascend to where you were supposed to be, which is is the secret to success law of attraction. I really, really know that this will be a blessing, a lifesaver to many people. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better, you can dominate.